Hi everyone, it's Mike here again, and it is great to share with you a preview of our latest Moonshots Master series. This series is where we collect all the wisdom that we've learned from over 140 plus shows. And what we do is we study a particular topic and we bring all the best clips and practices together so you get your own little masterclass. And what you'll get in each of the Moonshots Master Series is a show dedicated to your personal transformation or perhaps to problem-solving, decision-making, thinking better, all that kind of good stuff. Or lastly, it will be about leadership. Those are the three big buckets that all the Moonshots thinking fits into. Personal transformation, thinking better, and leadership. That's right. And we pick all of those great clips from superstars, entrepreneurs, and authors and wrap it all up together. Now, you're only getting a preview of this. If you'd like to listen to the full show, get all the tools and all the goodies that comes with the Moonshots Master Series, visit moonshots.io, click on the members area and sign up. Be our patron. It's only a dollar a week and you'll get a complete masterclass just for you every single month. So head over to moonshots.io and become a member. But for now, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Moonshots Master Series. It's episode 19. I'm your co-host, Mike Parsons, and as always, I'm joined by Mark Pearson Freeland. Good morning, Mark. Hey, good morning, Mike, and good morning, members and subscribers. We have not just an action-packed, but also a very informative, uh, we could say healthy episode ahead of us today, don't we, Mike? We are all about health and all the dimensions of health. We are covering some of the best thinking that we've covered in the podcast. But for this master series, we've also found some new material. So this is everything you would want in sort of like a playbook for healthy living, Mark. And it's not that easy to find out there in the world, is it? No, this is exactly the uh, insight that we ran into, wasn't it, Mike? As as you and I and the Moonshots family started digging in and trying to find the definitive one-stop shop to en- encourage us, inspire us, as well as to educate us with regards to our own health and the key steps that we all need to take in order to be that best version of ourselves. You're right. There wasn't necessarily a, let's call it one-stop shop. We obviously found a group of very interesting individuals and researchers who had provided so much data for us, but actually mm. finding that um, that encapsulated knowledge was a little bit more of a challenge. And I think what we've tried to do today in the, the clips that we've discovered and the topics that we'll uncover today is really bringing to light the confidence that you can get and the ownership that you can take over your own health and that great feeling that comes with just being in control of your body to a lesser extent, your mind, as well as your, your fitness and eating habits. Don't you think? I do. And, and I want to make the case that if you or I or any of our members or listeners really want to shoot for the moon, do something special, push themselves. Um, for example, build a company, build a project, 
if they want to go out, build new friendships and relationships. I think a prerequisite to doing great on the sports field, doing great uh, in the office or at home, you need to be of good health. And that's multidimensional. And, you know, the crazy thing is there's not really a textbook or a playbook to go to for that. Um, And so we're really hoping that this master series is something that can start your journey into great health. Because if you're feeling healthy, if you're healthy, you know, you wake up and you can get after the day. And that's what we all want if we're going to shoot for the moon. And, you know, I think what I've recognized in my life is that using some of the practices that we're going to discuss today is it's really helped me think clearer, make better decisions. Um, But it has also made me more aware of how to live a complete, full, healthy, and well life. So we have so much Uh, ahead of us in the show. We're going to cover sleep, breathing, stretching, eating, you name it, we're covering it. All the things that you need so that your body is full of positive energy. So it can be like a platform to, you know, launch yourself into the world. And Mark, I think for me, the most crucial fundamental starting point to good health is my sleep. What about you? Yeah, I think you're totally right. It's something that is unavoidable. And at some point in our lives, we're probably going to need to start taking a little bit more control. Maybe it's a little bit more control when it comes to going to bed, or maybe it's more control when we wake up. So let's first of all, though, Mike, set the scene. Let's get inspired about health and figuring out how we can prioritize it so we can be the best well as well as positive individuals we can be. Let's hear from author Matthew Walker, who is going to break down the importance of sleep for us and help us all appreciate that sleep is a way of saving information. Let me start with the brain and the functions of learning and memory. Because what we've discovered over the past 10 or so years is that you need sleep after learning to essentially hit the save button on those new memories so that you don't forget. But recently we discovered that you also need sleep before learning. And now to actually prepare your brain, um, almost like a dry sponge, ready to initially soak up new information. And without sleep, the memory circuits of the brain essentially become waterlogged, as it were, and you can't absorb new memories. So let me show you the data. Um, Here in this study, we decided to test the hypothesis that pulling the all-nighter was a good idea. So we took a group of uh, individuals and we assigned them to one of two experimental groups, a sleep group and a sleep deprivation group. Now, the sleep group, they're going to get a full eight hours of slumber. But the deprivation group, we're going to keep them awake in the laboratory under full supervision. Um, There's no naps or caffeine, by the way, so it's miserable for everyone involved. And then the next day, we're going to place those participants inside an MRI scanner. And we're going to have them try and learn a whole list of new facts as we're taking snapshots of brain activity. And then we're going to test them to see how effective that learning has been. And that's what you're looking at here on the vertical axis. And when you put those two groups head to head, what you find is a quite significant 40% deficit 
in the ability of the brain to make new memories without sleep. I think this should be concerning considering what we know is happening to sleep in our education populations right now. In fact, to put that in context, it would be the difference in a child acing an exam versus failing it miserably, 40%. And we've gone on to discover what goes wrong within your brain to produce these types of learning disabilities. And there's a structure that sits on the left and the right side of your brain called the hippocampus. And you can think of the hippocampus almost like the informational inbox of your brain. It's very good at receiving new memory files and then holding on to them. And when you look at this structure in those people who'd had a full night of sleep, we saw lots of healthy learning-related activity. Yet in those people who were sleep-deprived, we actually couldn't find any significant signal whatsoever. So it's almost as though sleep deprivation had shut down your memory inbox and any new incoming files, they were just being bounced. You couldn't effectively commit new experiences to memory. Sleep, Mark, is my priority, number one. Mm. It is the non-negotiable. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I might be showing my age here, but I tell you what, if I can, if I can sustain good uh, sleep habits, everything uh, in life gets a lot easier. Mark, how, how do you kind of prioritize uh, sleep as part of your health routine? Um, it's definitely been a huge priority for me over the last few years and one that I can definitely, uh, similar to what we're hearing from Matthew Walker in that clip, this idea of a 40% deficit if you've, you know, pulled an all-nighter. So true I, though, isn't it? I mean, you just, I, yeah. bad sleep, like a really bad sleep, it is like, you think you consume two bottles of red wine, like yeah. you're just so foggy, aren't you? There's nothing, let's see if I can make the case here for you, Mike, and as well as our members. I don't think there's anything more singularly oppressive to my ability to function, to function creatively, strategically, mm -hmm. eloquently, and to string uh, insights, thoughts together. There's nothing more detrimental than getting a bad night's sleep for me. I think that's probably case in point, the thing that will put me off the most. Oof. And for me, it is, I know it's big, it's a big claim, but mm. I would say that having a lack of good sleep and by good, I mean restful, probably quite long, maybe six plus hours, ideally maybe eight in an ideal world and consistent as well, consistent times so that I can wake up at a similar time each day helps me unlock my ability for the next day. It helps mm. me feel more confident. It helps me feel more comfortable. It helps me go out and achieve maybe the physical challenges I've got in mind with some exercise perhaps, as well as try to be the best version of myself at work or in my relationships. Sleep for me is, is an absolute, like you just said, non-negotiable. With work travel coming back, that's a bit of a challenge, isn't it? Yeah, it is a little <laughs> bit, but, you know, a couple of quick builds on this as I kind of, you know, violently agree with you about the importance <laughs> of sleep. I'm going to say that the biggest steps, like let's, let's imagine 
we are going to go through a quick fire list of best practices on getting your sleep sorted. I think, you know, um, I have got uh, a very good grip on my sleep. I've seen what it looks like when I don't sleep well and how I perform physically and mentally. My mood's terrible. So here's here's like my go-to list. First of all, number one, um, work out my circadian rhythm, like find the, the time that is naturally when I want to go to sleep and naturally want to wake up. And Mark, that is be in bed by 10, get up about six. Mm-hmm. That is my rhythm. And I try to stick to that throughout the entire week. And the real sleep masters will say that when you have got to bed late, you should actually get up at your normal time so that you don't break your rhythm because you may have broken the go to bed time, but you can keep your rise time, maybe throw in a nap later in the day Mm. because you have to almost protect your habit cycle. Um, Because if you blow the to bed and the wake up, then you're making it that much harder for the following day. So the routine, the sleep routine is the foundation for me, 10 to 6. What's another tip we've got for our members, Mark, you think in mastering sleep? Well, I'll tell you what really, really helps me get to bed at a reasonable time. And I'm similar to you, Mike. Uh, mm. If I don't have, if I'm blessed and I don't have any evening calls, then maybe it's even a little bit before 10 and I'll be decompressing reading my mm. book in bed. Mm. Otherwise, similar to yourself, it's probably around the 10 o'clock. What I therefore try and do is work backwards so that I make sure I eat at least a couple of hours before I'm trying to settle down and go to sleep. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Isn't it? It's crazy how eating too late stuffs up your sleep. And as well, another good one for the list is watch out for the alcohol. That one has got a lot of sugar, right? Yeah. And, and I, same with sweets uh, Mm -hmm. or dessert. I try and make sure that's well before I try to go to bed at least an hour or so because that sugar just will keep me going. Maybe I'm more susceptible to it nowadays as you get older. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. regardless, if I have something sweet or maybe that one more drink before bed, that's enough to, you know, keep me awake for a while. For sure. Yeah. And and so I think another build on that is I, I have this thing where in the mornings I really focus on no devices, tranquility, stretch, breathe, meditate, do all that kind of good stuff. Don't, don't, whatever, whatever I do is I don't check my email no. be, uh, when I wake up, nor do I do it before I go to bed. In fact, some, some small things that make a big difference. Don't put your phone next to your bed. <laughs> this to me has been hugely powerful. And basically I treat the last 30 to 45 minutes of the evening. Like I'm just getting into monk mode. I'm 